and uh, I guess I'll just take the intro. So without further ado, we have Peyton on from Girls Gone Right, who we actually met in person the same weekend <laughs> that we were each going to start our podcast. Yes. I think you were dropping on a Monday morning and we were dropping on a Tuesday morning, but we ran into each other at a Charlotte coffee shop and started a conversation and just the irony of it was, it was a lot of fun. So Peyton, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to be here. And yeah, definitely. It was just like such a cool moment that like we were at the right place, right time. And like, just happened to be having similar conversations. And I think my dad overheard you guys or something. It was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is, this is so cool. Like, this is so similar. Um, and like, or like you guys were talking about something conservative. My dad's like, I was, so I was actually, I remember this cause I was being very loud that I, yeah. there was no soap at the grocery <laughs> store that was across the street. And I was so loud about it. And I think somehow it got into like just the economy and how yeah. bad it was. And it kind of just spiraled, it kind of just spiraled from there. And it was just kind of one of those cool moments. Cause you know how you kind of like feel alone sometimes when you're a yeah. conservative and you're like, there's no way there's anyone else out there. And then how just a random interaction could create uh, this type of thing that we got going on here is, is really fun. Um, it's yeah. just kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. That was, I think that's like such, it's so scary to like speak your mind and like speak your beliefs, but like, even if you're just like at a coffee shop and like, even you just like being like, Hey, like even a silly comment, but it's just like you kind of just like standing up for your values. It's crazy that like that can just like easily make a connection. It's awesome. Oh Yeah. For sure. And I think it's it should be encouraging. Like, you know, there's more people out there that believe the same things as you do. They're just too scared to say it. Um, yeah. But that kind of leads into one of the things that we really want to talk to you about, because I think for a lot of people over the last couple of years was kind of where everything just started to change and views really became solidified. Um, so I, I'm just kind of curious. I know a little bit about your story, not too, too much, but like, how on earth did you become a conservative? Like, how on earth did you even get to that place at all? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is like basically the story of how Girls Gone Right was born. Um, so some people may know, like, I obviously was just like not always conservative. I actually was not just like not in on this side of the aisle, but like in college, I was liberal, which is just like, <laughs> I can't believe that I have to like say that, but I was definitely liberal in college. I was editor in chief of like an online writing platform, the Odyssey. Some people may know it was like on Facebook, mm -hmm. you would see like an open letter to my mom or open letter to my best friend and you click it. And it's just like some college student wrote an article and like people would share that. Um, so I was editor in chief for that. And I feel like also just like going to like a public university, there was just like a lot of liberal professors and I just was not ever really introduced to like conservative values or anything like that. I was just like, all I knew, like my professors were very liberal. I thought that I wanted to be a social worker. So I took a lot of social classes. Mm -hmm. um, and especially in those, like I would sit down, like our professor would have like guest speakers come in, people from the local shelters saying how like they changed their lives, but they would say that the system is broken. And that's constantly what I would hear in these classes. Uh, like again and again from professors, they would just like really drill it in that like our system is broken. Our government is not serving us. Like how dare they put these people on the streets? Like people are suffering. Like we have all these families and like just hearing that, like when you have these people come in and it's like, you're hearing it from like a higher authority, especially professor, like you feel like that, oh my gosh, that must be true. Like I'm mm -hmm. seeing it. My professors are saying it like I'm paying for this. It's my tuition. It must be true. So like, I truly do feel like college brainwashed me 
because I would have never even thought the opposite and like tried to defend the opposite side of the aisle because just hearing these stories, it just felt so real. And it felt like, okay, well, maybe the government should be doing more. Um, so yeah, I definitely do feel like it, I was brainwashed in college and just like, I, I think like in my articles, I wrote some crazy things in college. Like I was definitely far left. Like I said that I never wanted children. Like that was like a huge thing that I struggled with is like, I wrote an article, it went viral. It was said, I never want to have children. And like, basically I think like, I just said that I didn't want to be like a baby maker. I wanted to be like, have a career. And like, I'm like, I don't want anything to hold me back from that. That's what my professors told me. They were like, if you being a woman, it's going to be so hard for you to step into corporate America. Like you have a choice. You can either like have your career or you can have children. Like children will hold you back. You already don't get paid enough. Um, so like hearing that, I was like, wow, like I, I don't want that. Like I want to work hard and I want to like make sure I'm equal to man and have equal pay. And like, I, I don't know. I feel like it was like, so it was in professors really instilled that, especially in like female students that like, you have to prove to the world that you're like, you're going to work hard. You're going to use your degree. You're not just going to be a baby maker and you don't need to have children just because you have the parts where you don't need to have children. And like, I feel, I'm like, wow, like that's such a good point. Like, I don't want that. And like, I, for the longest time, I thought that I didn't want children. I didn't want to be a mother. I'm like, that's like, I don't want that. Like I want to work in the office and I want to be a manager at some fortune 500 company. And like, that's just kind of how I felt. Um, and I like, I don't, know, I think that kind of like jaded me too, because I also was pro-choice in college, which is just like crazy to say, but like, I was definitely pro-choice. I felt that like women were not equal again, like that's something that they just drill into your head. Like you have a body, men don't get pregnant. So like, why should you have to like be the one to bear that? Like if you guys have sex, it's an equal act. It shouldn't just be on one person. And like, that's just how they explained it. I never really looked into it further because like, it just made me feel like a victim. I think the left does such a great job at selling this victim mentality. You don't even know it. They can feed it to you. And like, you would have no idea that they're doing this to you which is again, like it feels like brainwash because they just do it in a way that's so subtle and they use like that emotional tactic to really just get under your skin and like sell you that agenda. Like not only do you believe it, but like you feel like you need to defend it. And like, it becomes like a part of like how, like, I mean, your beliefs, it it's like integrated in your values now. So, so after going through all of that, like I was a diehard lib, wrote all these articles, really like I was like a quote unquote feminist, didn't really know what that meant, didn't really look into it, but I just knew that I felt like a victim and like I wanted to just be like the strongest woman that did not need any man. I wanted to work hard and use my degree and not be some like worthless female, basically. Um, so after college, like, I don't know, I think it was just like so different because like you get taken out of this environment, right? Like you're go, you don't have to hear that every day. You're, you can look at other news sources, you can see other things. Um, and like something that like was like a big change for me is like, I kind of like straight away from my faith, like I was always like a little religious, but like in college, like towards the end, I stopped going to church as much, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like definitely made a huge impact because after college, like I felt lost. I'm like, I don't have like my school friends anymore. It's like a different routine. I was working a full-time job immediately after college. Um, and like, I needed, I felt like I, I did get lost and like I hung out with the wrong people. And it's just like, I didn't really have a direction for my life. So then I started going back to church. Um, mm. And like, once I started going back to church, it really just like, didn't sit right. Like I started questioning a lot of things that I would never have questioned had I not sat in, in church and heard my pastor preach. Um, so yeah, just like 
hearing things, but like also like it didn't even take me to do the research to realize what agenda that I had prior was not lining up with my values. Like, I'm like, okay, like actually a lot of this stuff doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like I'm going to take a step back and reevaluate because if, if I have strong faith in God, like I can't sit with these left morals. Like I can't be a liberal and go to church. And like, so I think that was kind of like the start of it. Like I really just like grew my faith so much after college because I did feel so lost. Um, so yeah, that made a huge difference in my life, but also like taxes coming out of my paycheck. That was like a number one thing. <laughs> and like, it's shocking, but I was like, why is like, so I worked so hard for my degree and all these taxes are coming out. Like this is crazy. Um, so that was like something that really just like set me off, but it was like kind of like a mix of things. I think when you're just like out of that environment, you don't have to be surrounded by like, it's like group think. Like if you're surrounded by that all day, it's so hard to just stray away from that narrative and like have your own opinion. Because if you did that in a classroom, like the professor would just be like, well, you're wrong. And then you would feel stupid. So I think that like just being away from that situation, like being able to just take a step back and like kind of figure out who you are, what your beliefs are. And like, honestly, like, I think I was conservative the whole time. Like I, I had these values. I did believe in God, but like, I think take, like, I guess like college strained me to like be a liberal. Like I didn't know if I aligned with God anymore. Like it was like such a really hard time because the way that I was feeling what they were teaching me, I'm like, I don't know if I like want to believe in God or if I want to like follow this path because it's just so conflicting and it was so hard. Um, but yeah, like after college, like really just falling back into your faith, if you can stay strong in that, it will serve you to the right answer, like whatever that is. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like very, very crazy because like now I'm like definitely not pro-choice. Um, I fully understand like it is just, it take it took a really long time too, because I started questioning it. I think that's the first step is like you step away from the environment and then you start questioning everything that they taught you. Like, okay, well, here's like something that's really controversial, but is it like, is it, do I just believe that because someone told me that? Or is there another reason why I'm being pulled toward this direction? Um, so pro, pro-choice, it did take me like a long time to just like undo what I was like, how my brain was wired because like I just so hard or so badly wanted to just fight for like, well, I'm a woman and like, it's my body. Like they ingrain that to you and so hard. And that's what people cling to is like my body, my choice. And like, that's something that like really, really, like I, I had a really hard time undoing that argument because then after like I mean now I fully understand I'm like it's not like it is not your body and like that part makes sense but like they I will have to like give it up to the liberals and the left and the evil of the world because they do an amazing phenomenal job at brainwashing these people it is absolutely really scary because I like it took me like a really long time and like I had to like do a lot of research but also like I heard other people's stories and of how they got an abortion and they completely regarded it and now they're pro-life and like it took me like a lot of time to like sit with that it wasn't even just like I did research like I knew the facts but it was like just like coming to the realization that I was wrong Mm. and that I had to just like swallow my pride and be like you know what it's, I mean, like being liberal and then like going conservative, obviously it's just like, you're making a big switch. People are going to be like, oh, she's just like, why are you doing that? Like, that's like such a crazy thing to just like switch sides like that. But I think that it's just like, yeah, like sitting down with your own thoughts, but like also hearing other people's stories. I'm like, this is really, really sad. 
And yeah, again, like just like undoing, rewiring my whole brain, like not pro-choice anymore. I'm not, I don't believe in the feminist movement. I think that was something that was just like really, really hard because they sell it to these female college students. Like hundred percent, they, they do like, if you sit in a classroom, especially like a sociology class or anything like that, those, those professors, like it's just, they, I, I, I'm not sure like how they do it so well, but they make women feel like victims. Like they just go for it. And like, it's that I, I did feel like a victim for the longest time. But like, if you step out, I'm just like, okay, like, you know what, maybe I'm not a victim at all. And like questioning the other side of the narrative. Um, yeah, but it did take a long time to like come to that conclusion that I was just misled. And like, now I fully believe in everything, but a lot of it was just like falling back on my faith. Um, and just knowing that like reading scripture and like that just made me a lot stronger in my beliefs today. That's really neat. So yeah. you, it doesn't sound like there was a single event that kind of red pilled you. It seems like it was kind of a cascading series of events as you kind of got, yeah. back to, got back to your roots, got back to your faith. Did it change your relationships that you made in college? Definitely. I think that like college was just like also like a different time, but like, I think is if, if you do something like, especially if like you're growing as a person and like you're changing for the better, you will lose a lot of relationships. And like, that's not just like politically or like you're converting to a new religion or anything like that, that could do with anything in life. Like as soon as you start to grow, there's people that are just going to like fall out of your life because they don't want to see that for you. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, like that was easy weight to lose. I think like, honestly, like when COVID happened um, and like, I started like speaking up about my beliefs on social media, cause I thought it was ridiculous. Like I can't stay silent about this. I lost a lot more friends than I did in college. Like after college, I lost a lot of friends, but then I started speaking my belief on social media. I lost a lot of friends. Um, and I think that was just like really hard, but I also like, I, I like remember so clearly like my first time at Freedom House Church and Pastor Penny was like saying that like, if the, if like when you go to heaven and God asks you why you didn't stand up for him and you're like, oh, because I didn't want to like make things uncomfortable and I didn't want to like lose a lot of friends like that. Okay. That's a terrible answer. Why? Like you would feel so bad and like you would regret that. So I think that like, that was just like something that I reminded myself of was like, if I'm going to lose friends, they were never my friends to begin with. Like if you're a real friend, like you want to see that person grow and you want to see them stand up in their values and use their voice. Uh, so that was just like what it came down to. I'm like, well, if I'm going to lose friends, I'm going to go all out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I think, before I actually met you um, at the coffee shop, one of my Instagram accounts um, for a business that I run, I think I actually followed you. Um, I don't know why, um, but I did. <laughs> you know how it works sometimes with business. Yeah. And I was like scrolling and kind of see the same old. And then I stopped and I remembered seeing your post. And I was like, this is so different. No one says this. And she's saying exactly what I would say. Um, and I was like, wow, there's someone else that actually you know, agrees. I remember liking the post. I don't like a ton of posts. I'm yeah. really bad at that. Um, but yeah. I actually ended up liking that post. And, and again, it's kind of that thing of, you know, you're not alone and, you know, you might've lost some friends, but it sounds like from what I can tell, at least you've gained a much more, uh, meaningful community. Um, and I think one of the things I'm very interested in your story is because like, so I actually think you and I attended the same college as well. I'm pretty sure we yeah. attended the same college. Um, yeah. And I went into it as a like full blown conservative, like 
I got more into politics probably my junior year, but I was already pretty conservative. And so for me, when I was in those classrooms, I was like, wow, I'm like, why can't people see through this? It's like, this yeah. is obviously bullcrap. But but you are like, it's so convincing. Like, you just kind of buy into, if you don't know anything else, you're like, well, yeah, of course yeah. this makes sense. Like, obviously I'm a victim. So to me, I think it gives me a little bit more grace and a little bit more understanding for like people that have, haven't heard anything super different and they're really pressured by their professors. Cause I've had those professors and they obviously have an agenda and yeah. they have something they're trying to shove down your throat. Um, so there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of grace there, but like you said, like there is, you can tell there is kind of this brainwashing that they're trying to do. Like it's kind of the same points uh, over and over again. So that's just yeah. something that I, that I thought was interesting. Yeah. I think like, honestly, like hindsight, I, I guess like prior to college, like I, I wasn't very political. Like I didn't grow, like my parents didn't really talk about politics. Like they would be like, oh, this is who I'm voting for. But like, they never, like I was in high school. I think that they just like, they, my parents themselves are not really into politics. Like now that I'm like very into it, like I informed them and now they really like it. But prior to like college, like I was just like so uninformed as well. Like I think that like they see these college students as like a fresh, like clean slate. They're going to press you into like whatever they want you to become. Um, and like the way that they can do that is tell you that you're a victim and that like, basically you are at the mercy of like, whatever they say. And yeah, like they're going to sell you whatever movement that makes you feel weak, that makes you feel like that you need the government. Like if they had, if they, if you were walking into these classrooms and they were teaching conservative values, like we really wouldn't need that much of the government. Like there goes most of their systems because we would all be hardworking Americans with values and morals. But since they're teaching the opposite of that, we need these corrupt systems. So I think that like, I mean, they probably do have some gain there. Yeah, no, I think, I think that they do. And it's like, what you said is right. Like there is, it is really simple. Like if we teach traditional values that like, Hey, you know, before, you know, you sleep with someone, you know, get married and then you build that bond and then you have that nuclear family that you're building. Um, and to a certain extent, we've kind of destroyed that with, you know, the, you talked about the feminist movement, mm -hmm. this idea of being sexually liberated. Well, we kind of see what happens on college campuses, you know, and maybe you look back and you see it, but I always looked and I was like, they just look so sad. <laughs> they look so sad. Yeah. Um, and it's clearly, it's clearly not working, but because they've just been taught that this is how you have to do it. And not only that, there's another element of it too, where if you don't agree with sexual liberation, um, then you're the bad guy, then mm -hmm. you're the one that's not moral. And so they bully people, uh, into silence. Um, I remember there was there was one conversation I think we had with our class about like you know having sex before marriage or anything like that and they're like listen if you don't want to have sex before marriage that's fine but don't tell me what to do like it was like this bullying that happened where it's like you can't speak about this at all um, and so I think that's typically what happens in university um, is that you just kind of get bullied into silence and then you just you don't say anything at all. Yeah. And the thing is like, when they tell you that like, oh, like you can't tell me what to do. Like, well, I most certainly can voice like what I feel is right and what yeah. I want my morals to be. So like, I think that's like where our society is just like, 
we're not, we're not doing well because like the, the second that you speak up for your values, you're offending someone. Like we're all so easily offended, but like, however, if you do believe in something and like, that is like, maybe like it's, it's your values, it's like your morals. And like, you want to stand up for that. You want to like share that with other people, like sharing the, your religion and like sharing your values with others. Like you should be allowed to do that. If that makes you feel offended, that's on you. And that's probably like an internal conflict you have because you feel guilty. And like, you feel like that you like, that exactly like people don't want to live like with their, their, like, I guess their consequences and it's like personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. People want to rid themselves of that. So like the second you try to just like stand up for what you believe in, people associate that with like, Ooh, like I did then like, now I feel guilty or it's like my consequence. And like, they don't want to take responsibility for it, which is just like a huge thing as well, because like in government, like, or in college like what they are teaching these children is like that you no personal responsibility like we'll have abortions you can rely on the government for everything the government should fix everything we need to have all these systems in place and like feminism just like leads to so many other issues as well like have like had like feminism movement is like being liberated as a woman sexually liberated and then hence now we need abortions so it's just like a domino effect really like everything just falls onto another thing. So I think it's really important to speak your values because like you let one thing go and like now we have a whole mess that we have to fix. Mm -hmm. I think I recently ran across a, a TikTok converted to a YouTube video because I'm just not on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, lady, this lady was uh, lamenting. She's like, I used to be a feminist. And she's like, then I realized what they were doing to us. And just like, you're going to get the same power as a man, the same pay. And she's like, wait, so you want to abuse me for 50, 60 hours a week so that I can have a job that brings me to the status quo she's like never mind i'm just gonna go take care of my kids she's like I'm yeah out. Like, this yeah, is not yeah. as freeing as you guys make it sound out to be it's it's actually yeah. more like you're just pushing us further into the the workplace yeah and like that they do such a like i think that they just like yeah again with the feminist movement they push you to like you should want to like be in that kind of environment but also like it's such a beautiful thing that gender roles like we want to forget about gender roles but it is like so beautiful for a man and a woman to just be good at different things and like that's completely fine like uh we shouldn't be equals at everything like yes we are equal in a way but like you go like men hunters gathers like women are like the homemakers and like that's great like we should be different and like come together and just complement each other. And that's great. And like society's really attacking that. And it's like so sad because a woman should feel joy to like want to stay home and raise their children. And like women should want that. And they're taking that away from women. They're taking away that, that sense of like nurturing and also just like motherhood. Like they took, a, they make it seem like just like a black cloud over it, mm -hmm. which is just something that is just, a whole nother thing but definitely very sad yeah yeah no it's a it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing where i just feel like i know that women because i'm a woman myself hopefully it's obvious you know <laughs> um, <laughs> these days we don't we don't know um but uh, women are naturally nurturing they're they naturally want to do those things and so i find it's interesting i find this odd conflict with women like when i talk to them and just kind of listen i don't give my viewpoint i just listen to them and they're trying to figure out um how to how to have their career and have their children and mm -hmm. how do they how do i work 50 hours a week and how do i have these three kids 
okay, so I take them to daycare. Okay, well, I have to pay for daycare. That means I need a higher paying job. Mm -hmm. So I have to work more to pay for more daycare. And then if I add on those more kids that I'm working even more (laughs) so that I have to take care um, of these kids. I'll never forget, I had another conversation with a group of women that were so perplexed and they're like, well, you know, I'm, they don't believe, they don't really believe in marriage, but they're like, well, I really want to have kids, but I don't know if he'll stay around. And I'm like, and it's, to me, it's so obvious where I'm like, dude, you just get married and yeah. then you know that he's going to stick around. Um, it, you think that'd be that simple, but you're so right though. Like they've been so brainwashed to really believe that this is the only way and to a certain extent I don't think they've ever been exposed like truly exposed to different values I don't know tell me what you think about this um, as a concept uh, Peyton but I feel like to a certain extent conservatives get exposed to a lot more leftist content than conservative than leftists get exposed to conservative content that's how I feel about it I don't I don't know if Connor feels the same way but that's what I've noticed and especially like on the internet like we already know this because like concern who gets shadow banned conservatives it's not people on the left it's not the liberals who gets taken off YouTube it is conservatives it's never going to be the other side because big tech obviously falls on one side of the aisle and that is the left so like therefore our content doesn't get seen which is just everything is so one-sided it is very difficult Mm -hmm. um but i think that like it's also just really hard because like you were saying like these women like can't find find the answer to like oh i want children but like how do i do it and like they just like what what is being glamorized is the movements but like what people don't see is like how glamorous it is to like have a family and like get married and have children and like not have to work 50 hours a week because like you don't need to live some extravagant life like what you need is to just like raise your children and not have daddy government raise your children you don't need to like have some random person raise your children because like you don't need all the glamour like it's so beautiful to like have a family and like marriage is so important it's like no one looks at it with respect anymore like I think that like what where society has like crumbled is like we're glamorizing the wrong things and again it's like so hard for like the conservatives to make their point and show that like this life is is the like truest form of happiness like you won't experience that because like what they're looking for is just like fast fast happiness right like they want something instant like instant gratification we're in that generation Um, And people are just like not looking for like thinking about long term, but like what they're missing out, like you are not going to experience that kind of happiness on that side. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. There was, um, uh, there was this, there was this post, everyone knows who Halsey is, right? The singer person. Yeah. Maybe Connor doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't live in that world. Um, But I think Halsey um, she's well she's some sort of she's some sort of pop singer she has a couple good songs um, but she kind of wrote a post um, what what's the full name I want to see if I recognize her Halsey? that's what's that's her stage name yeah but she goes by she them um, she's you know had a baby um, out of wedlock very mm-hmm. successful um, great albums um, you know she has a beauty brand all this stuff and she wrote for her birthday honestly something so profound um, it was the most profound thing I'd ever seen where she was like she was like I've I've found that nothing in this world can satisfy I've tried everything and I'm left with this darkness and this loneliness 
And that says something like it's one thing for conservatives to be like, hey, you're going to you're going to feel all this way. But when it's someone who's prominent like that and Connor, you'll have to trust me. Uh, she is prominent and she is she is very <laughs> famous. Um, Paven can back me up. Um, but to have someone that is that in the mainstream say, hey, I've tried all this and I am so lonely and I am so depressed. That tells us that that value system isn't actually working like yeah. they've been lying this entire time um, to women and telling them that this is going to liberate them. Um, and it yeah. doesn't. And the lie, Peyton, is tragic. That's what I've noticed. It's really tragic for women. Um, and the feminist movement's also really bad for like um, getting, you know, godly strong men um, yeah. as I'm sure like the dating scene is kind of a little bit messy right now because we don't have strong men and then we, we have these really weird feminist women that want a man but then they don't actually yeah. want a man um it's very strange i don't know if you can can speak to that or not oh my gosh yeah i think like if you are a man and you have your fingernails painted like you are not a man um there are two <laughs> genders. If, if anyone has pronouns in their their bio i'm like first of all i can clearly tell that you are a man. If I cannot tell if you are a man or female, there's something very wrong. Um, <laughs> very upfront about that. But it is, it is really hard because like, I'm also just like very strong about my values. I'm like, I, if you are not the same and like, it is, it's really hard to find strong men. And yeah, I think it's just like also the feminists, like they don't have high standards anymore because like who needs high standards when everything is just like, there's no standards to absolutely anything. You don't have morals anymore. And like, you're just like doing whatever you want. And like, you're just doing what makes you feel good. And like, that's the bottom line for that side. And obviously like, because women have lowered their standards, men have just like accustomed to that. Do you, yeah. I want to see what y'all think, because this has kind of showed up in the headlines this week with uh, Jordan Peterson on Piers Morgan. Uh, the mm -hmm. topic of incels came up. And I am curious if either of you feel like incels are a direct um, product of feminism. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that like feminism has caused like a lot of issues, you know, like it's, it ha it's not it, like it's a domino effect. Like you allow one thing and like all these things start happening. But I do think it's like culture as well. Like feminism happened, but like the men yeah. didn't stand up for it either. Yeah, um, no, so didn't. like, yeah. So like, yes, the women have caved into this movement, but there's men out there standing like for science too, like pro-choice guys supporting my women. So like, it's also like, yes, women have caved into that movement, but men are also just like not doing anything about it either. Yeah. I don't trust any of the guys that show up in those parades or the, uh, the free the nipple parades or any of those ones. I just want to see nipples. I, I fully believe that they are just there on the inside. <laughs> they are, That's not so much. But that's that's what, too much. what I've thought. But I mean, thinking about thinking about the incels is like they've they it's like they're now they're um, now the feminists and the incels are like in this weird cycle of creating more of each other. Yeah, the feminists are have just completely blown off men. They don't want anything to do with them. And that we're to be fair to everybody. We're talking about like the fourth wave feminists at this point the loudest ones we're not talking about equal pay or right to vote and all of yeah. that stuff. And I, right right to me that's not feminism like yes everyone wants equal pay like it doesn't matter it's more common like, sense yeah yeah it's like <laughs> yeah right, you know, exactly there's not one person that's like wait actually i don't think they should get equal pay just because like so i think that like that's like we're surpassed that like the kind of feminism that's going on nowadays is like 
it's not about equal pay anymore. <laughs> we've, we've surpassed it. Yeah. And, and yeah. now you've got these guys Agreed. out there that don't, they don't, they don't want to take responsibility for their life and they just hate all women and they want nothing to do with them and they just want to be left alone. And it's just creating a further gap between the two different sexes when both of them need to work on their issues and be able to come together. Cause like you guys said, society is made up of both and we have to complement each other. I, I think for the longest time I've um, been of the mindset that everybody is, can be equally valued, but we are not equal not in skills, not in your mental fortitude, not in your physique, like all of it's different and you can't be the best at everything. Men certainly are not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Jordan. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go um, ahead. I'm just listening here. Um, but yeah, I think that that's like an incredible point, Connor. I think that it is like such, I think we just like need to flip the switch and just glamorize like that everything that has been hidden for so long that like how beautiful it actually is, is like when we're both good at different things and like how far society can go, if we're not just competing against competing each other, like, and like, Oh, okay. Like the, I, the internet is just like, especially TikTok, like men trying to be women. Like we don't need to, we don't need that. Like imagine how much further you would go if you tried to just be yourself and be a man mm -hmm. and like strive for that. Like we would go so much further as a society. If we stuck to our roles, like, which, wow, I, I think that I, I think it's crazy. I mean, I used to be one, but like, I under, I understand the brainwashing part, but it's okay that if you don't want to be equal to man, I don't, I'm, I most certainly don't like that's, I'm good at my things and like, you should be good at your things. And like, we'll come together at the end of the day and make a beautiful family and like contrast <laughs> each other in society, but we're not going to get far if we're just like literally competing for each other's gender roles. Did it, did it ever occur to you how strange it was uh, that you had men, the patriarchy, that were transitioning to women of lower status and lesser pay and less rights? <laughs> and there you that one doesn't, that one doesn't jive. I just, I, I will say like the transgender movement, that whole thing, I was like, you know what, like this has gone like, okay, LGBTQ or LG community, like. I, I understand like gay, lesbians, sure. Like I think you can give a little there and it's just like even that can just go into a black hole because you give a little and like they take everything. But like transgenders, mm -hmm. I think that's what really sent me because I'm like, this is just not okay. Like it's clearly something else that's being ignored. Um, but that really set me like when you are biologically changing, like what God made you to be, like I just, that was something that I also could not wrap my head around. So like pro-choice I'll give them the feminism they took that for me but like that one I was like okay you know what now we're doing surgery now we're doing some crazy crazy you don't even look human anymore um this just is yeah. like red flags on not okay um so that was like one of the things that really I've like never sat right with me and like they just couldn't sell me that mm -hmm. and I think that was just because it's like an obvious like feminism you can't really like see it like from afar but like people walking around as dressed as a woman and they're clearly a man. I'm like, okay, well this just looks like mental illness a little bit. So just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's some kind of mental illness, man. Cause I tell you what, I mean, from what I can tell, I think you talked a little bit, a little bit about social media, but like, I feel like social media is just like a cancer for our generation yeah. where mm -hmm. I don't know if any of the kids that like struggle with this kind of, strange gender dysphoria or this feeling like they have to be of the opposite gender has abs it's absolutely skyrocketed and you're like because you and like we're all all of us here we're in our 20s like we're not that old like I don't remember this being <laughs> a thing 
like this was not a thing really when we were in high school um like yes there was like emo kids and you know homosexuality like yes that was a thing but this whole sudden skyrocket of i think i'm the opposite gender and it's all coming from girls um when we know historically that the small number of people that suffered from gender dysphoria were male um you know you don't have to be you know, it's, it's kind of what you said, Peyton, like what you implied is like, it's not really rocket science. Like it's pretty common sense. Like if you see uh, a man that's dressed like a woman um, or vice versa, yeah. like it's not that hard to figure out that maybe something's wrong, Yeah, yeah like but to we're the, glorifying it. Yeah. To the eye, like right off the bat, you can like feminism. I'm sure they could probably wrap it up in some little package and tell you something different. And like, you have to really dissect that one, but like that one to the eye, I'm like right off the bat. No like that just Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense and yeah I think like social media Jordan it's just so like you think back to like when we were growing up I didn't see any of that stuff on Vine like nope never saw there was no lips of Vine (laughs) we didn't have that no yeah I don't I don't even have I don't even I never got to see Vine I I was too homeschooled I wasn't allowed to it it was like TikTok but like except we were actually our genders so think yeah. Of like- <laughs> yeah. I think Vine That's, was unique because it really pushed, really pushed the creative sector. You had six or seven seconds, I think, for a video. Oh uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. I think it yeah, you're really, right. Very really short. short. Six it was seconds, very short. Six to seven seconds, and you had that amount of time to tell a story. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end. There, they they weren't really. I mean, I'm sure there were, but it was, there was no like part one, part two, part three, part part four you know, follow to get the rest of the story type stuff. It was just like, here it is from start to finish. And that's it. Yeah. And And also no sexy dancing or anything like that. Like it was very, I mean, from like what I saw on Vine was like very PG, like just funny stuff. Like people playing little, little pranks. Mm -hmm. It was just like very innocent. And like, I don't know, like, I think like after that point, our society, something terrible happened in our society and it's changed like quite a lot like if you think about like tumblr myspace like the pages like the social media that we grew up with was just like very very different like in contrast like you could just pull up instagram now to like myspace and tumblr and like what we like what we saw on tumblr was like what people would say quote unquote soft port it's like people black and white making out with their boyfriend girlfriend like on a kitchen counter like you know what i mean like that was our scandalous like oh my gosh they're like making out and like that was on Tumblr. But like nowadays, oh my gosh, you go on Instagram. I'm like, this is just Kim Kardashian with her butt. Just yeah, like now I'm seeing right butt. Out. Like <laughs> my my version of like that, like I mean, even like the contrast is just like even like on the high end of like Tumblr, like what we're seeing now, like that was just like we didn't have that. So like I think we got lucky, like we missed that mm-hmm. by just a little bit. We lucked out with having Tumblr in MySpace and like aim, because like it was just like not the same at all. Like they things took a very sharp turn when like, again, like the feminist movement, like they really dug into people and like they started sexualizing everything. Well, they started sexualizing the kids. I'm not talking about transgenderism, yeah. but have you noticed that most 12 year olds um, on Instagram look like they're 18? Oh, oh my God. I don't even want to see pictures of myself when I'm 12. I'm like that, am yeah. I wearing a horse shirt? Is that a horse on my shirt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean. Geez. Facts. I'm like, I literally don't have like a normal picture of myself when I was 12. Like they were all repulsive. And like obviously No, but I was, that is normal. Clear. That's the yeah. point though. That is normal. Like yeah. you shouldn't look 
like super grown up at 12 years old you're supposed to look stupid when you're 12 right and like the photos like you could not find like a anything in comparison to what there is now like I looked like I was 12 I looked Mm -hmm. like a child now like you see and you're like oh like I wonder how old they are like are you 18 and then they're like no I'm 12 and I'm like how how are you is it is it the you know is it like what they're pumping in these chicken nuggets nowadays like it's something because like we look very different something's very off so it's it is really like I, I don't know well, what has taken such a significant turn, whether that be like our culture went downhill super fast or like, I don't know, but there is just like, you can really see and identify like where things really changed. And it was definitely started with social media, but like also children just act and look completely different than they did when we were growing up, which was not that long ago because we are not that old. I know that's what's scary. You're probably right. Those probably the chicken nuggies. That's probably what did it. Um, not <laughs> not the culture going, not the culture going downhill. Um, yeah. I don't Just know, like Connor, it. like like would, I don't know, like how do you feel, like when you like you can't tell when a twelve year old is actually twelve. Like that's pretty. Like it's pretty crazy. It's almost kind of scary to be honest. So it's funny because this is uh, this is something that I noticed probably 10 years ago. So I was 18, 19, and I was living in Texas with some roommates, and, and they were watching American Idol when I came home, and they you were know, watching the contestants come across. And I remember this this girl came up, and she was certainly young, but to us, she looked like she was 18 to 20. And one of my roommates, one of the two, was just like, oh, she's, she's really good looking. It was like, yeah, no, she's hot. I was like, yeah, yeah, she's good looking. And then they announced that she's like 14 or 15. And we're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you know, somebody's going to call the cops and we're going to get in trouble. This just at that point is like, we just stopped trusting uh, what, at least for, for uh, we stopped trusting the what the age perception was for, yeah. for young girls because we just, we couldn't tell at that point. And uh-huh. it's not gotten any better. In fact, it's probably gotten worse at this point. Um, yeah, same as you guys. I don't anything for like, if I look at old, old pictures of me when I'm 12, it's like baggy shirt tucked into my straight leg jeans that were probably too small and didn't look that good. It's like all of my younger siblings all have like the best dress clothing. So they look a lot more <laughs> mature than they actually are. And yeah, uh, none of our pictures look like that. Yeah, honestly, bring back limited to bring back justice. Like you guys should have to <laughs> suffer too. Like, yeah. I had to wear horse shirts up until God knows when. And like, if I had to dress like that, y'all should have to dress like that. That's right. It's kind of a badge of honor, though, to be like, hey, I grew up like a kid actually should have grown up. And I wore the baggy T-shirts and I had the bad hair and I didn't wear any makeup. And oddly enough, my skin was very flawless as a child. uh, So it it worked out well. Most kids don't really don't really need a ton of makeup um, anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but no, it's it's really it's really sad and it's unfortunate. Um, but I actually I wanted there was something that you talked about. I'm kind of coming back to the very beginning of um, your, I guess, kind of not testimony, but kind of just how you became conservative. And you said that as you got closer to the Lord, so as you grew your faith. So I'm assuming by your faith, you mean that you're, you're a Christian, yes. correct? Okay. Um, I know sometimes because we're all Christians, I think sometimes the, the, the lingo can get a little lost. So I just yeah. want to just want to make sure. So, you know, you, you became so as you became a Christian, you kind of realize that these Christian values do not line up with the liberal values that I had. Um, so 
question for you then well first let me ask this do you know what deconstructionism is um have you heard about that uh in the church at all um yeah so is it just like basically like taking away like what you've learned outside of the church is that it um it's they best that's that's pretty much it um is that it's basically they're they're they think they're deconstructing their faith but as you said you've come you're completely correct it's just a fancy way of stripping away (laughs) everything that you know um and so the thing that i noticed because i've watched people come kind of get a little bit red-pilled but not as much as i've seen people walk away where they the closer the more that they get go away from their faith the more that they start embracing the liberal values and but it's really odd because they call themselves christians Mm -hmm. and they embrace these liberal values like you know um i think abortion is like a really big one that a lot of women struggle with and you kind of talked about it too where they the farther the way they they get from their faith and the farther away they get from having that fear of the Lord, they're like, well, maybe women should be able to make this choice. Um, it's the, what's the whole argument they use? It's um, they wouldn't personally get one, um, yeah. but it should be your choice um, yeah. to get that. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it because it's very interesting that to watch people that say I'm Christian, um, but they hold all these really liberal values. Just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Yeah. So like, I think that like, that is so common. Like I've, I've like, to me, when I see like someone is just like Christian, but liberal, like, especially on a dating app, like that's one of my favorite things that I see. They're like Christian, but I'm liberal. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, that is just crazy because like, I think like the closer you are to God, like, cause people can go to church and like, they leave and then they don't think about God until next Sunday. I think it's like very different to like go to church and also be religious. Like it's not the same thing. There are a lot of people that just go to church because like maybe they live in the South, like in Nashville, like people just go to church. It's like community and like they just go. Um, So like, that's great that they're going to church. But like the thing is like, they don't actually have that relationship with God. They don't pray. They don't actually like build that faith. So I think it's like a very big difference. Like when you practice the word in the like, the scripture and like you live by that. Um, and I think that's like something that like, I mean, I've, I've gone to church, like I've even in college, like I went to elevation and I stopped going like a little bit for my senior year, but like, I still went to church for the most part, but like, I didn't have that relationship with God. Like I knew like, I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, like I'll go to church on Sundays, but I didn't have that like close, close relationship. And like, that's something that I changed a lot. Like that was the biggest thing that I've done for myself is just like, I'm like, I want to like know God. And like, that's something that I really, really want because like, I honestly, like after college, like I got out of a relationship, I felt so lonely too. Like it was a really hard time. And like, I just, I'm like, you know what, like, let's just see what this this does. Like, we'll give it a try. Like I'm going to trust God. And like, I'm just going to give it all to God and like, see where that takes me. And like, May if it doesn't, if I don't see results, like we'll we'll revisit this. But like I'm just like I'm just gonna like be super religious and like give it all and pray and do devotionals and like really work on building this relationship. Um and like honestly, like as soon as like I did that and like I started like giving back and like really like focusing on that relationship, like my life changed significantly. Like everything in my life changed. I was so much happier. I didn't like have this burden after college, like after getting out of a bad relationship. Um, and then like, I just started seeing everything differently, uh, especially just like, even like my values, I'm like, wow, like it just, everything feels so broken. But like, when you're closer to God, like things shouldn't feel broken, the closer you are to God, everything feels like healed and better. So like, that's when, you know, you're doing something wrong is like, if you are that close to the, to the Lord, then like, why does everything feel broken? 
And like, that's my question to liberals, because like, if you see the world is so broken and you're a Christian and you claim that you're a liberal, then like, why does the world look so broken to you? Yeah. Not only that, but the solutions that they bring are always government based and they're never very rarely God based. And if they are God based, then they might be a little bit off the mark. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very, very different. So I don't think, I think that you could be a confused conservative that may think that they're liberal and be a Christian. (laughs) So whatever that is, but I do think that like, if you really like focus on that relationship, like it will be very clear to you that like, and maybe like, you're not like, there's some, I'm not saying like conservatives are perfect or like that side of the party does everything right. Like you don't have to be like, Oh, I'm conservative everything, but like you should believe what the Bible says. And like, you should want to practice that. And like God first versus like, Oh, well like, yeah, that Bible says something different, but like to make people feel good, I'll just say yes. And like, I'll support that movement because like, I want everyone to be happy. Like the real thing is like, if you believe in God, like you can't be a lukewarm Christian. You can't just like agree on some things, but skip out the other and be like, well, I don't need that because I just don't want to practice it wholly. Like if you're going to accept God, you have to do it a hundred percent. You can't be a lukewarm Christian. Like you need to like love God fearlessly. It's accepting too. It's, it's kind of alluding what you said too. It's accepting God as an authority. Um, and not just accepting as authority, but like, even as you were, as you were saying, is that you, you saw it make a dramatic difference. It wasn't like, well, I'm following, I'm following this and it's making me miserable. It was, it was to a certain extent, it was making you better. And that didn't mean that, you know, the brokenness of the world, you know, didn't exist, right? Because you and I, we, we see the brokenness every day, you know, we're talking about, you know, transgenderism and and abortion and just, uh, with, and such um but it just changes it changes your perspective um and so we have a generation that doesn't want any sort of authority over them um and that's the biggest difference is that you're allowing god to to take that authority and it's i think it's my biggest it's one of my biggest um arguments and people don't like this word but my one of my biggest arguments for religion but specifically because i'm i'm a christian for a relationship with christ because i think religion religion itself whether it's you know uh catholicism a very strict version of uh christianity you know anything along those lines will definitely get you closer um but having the intimate relationship yeah. with christ i think is is most important yeah definitely i could not agree with you more jordan i think it's that's like where a lot of things differ is like people just like can think that they can check a box and identify as a Christian versus actually being a practicing Christian. It takes a, it takes a, it takes a lot of work. Um, and it, it does take, it does take some conviction. Um, and I think, and it kind of, I was thinking about it today where I think there is a difference between being Christian and being a Republican. I've noticed that some people yeah. like to use those interchangeably and I don't yeah. understand that. To me, yeah. that's not right. <laughs> that's just my opinion. Um, but like you can be a Republican and you can hold a lot of these values and that's good. That's better than being leftist in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Great, good. Um, but I think there's a lot more um, impact um, with being a Christian because you already have that really strong foundation that can't be moved. You have principles you can go back to that inform me more of those conservative or um, Republican values. It's 
I have a personal opinion. Um, Michael Knowles, I think he says it really well. He calls some Republican squishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's really funny. Um, and I think it's true, though. Like, I think that's how you get some squishy Republicans is because mm-hmm. I don't think that they're all believers. And so I think it's easier for them to compromise their morals a little bit. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's like squish lukewarm Christian. Like, you've got to be hot and like you have to like have like a fire, like a fire, like burning in your heart that like you want to like have that relationship with God. And like, you just can't just like, you can't be in the middle about some things. Like, I know it's like so hard and like, it can be so difficult to just like draw the line and be like, you know what? Like, this is like, I I know it's hard and I know it's going to like ruffle feathers and make people uncomfortable, but like, that's like, you are protecting God by being uncomfortable and like stepping out and like protecting the the scripture and like being able to like share this with other people. So it's like, it's always worth it. Um, and like, I just think that like Christians need to be able to be more willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Nope. I would, uh, I would definitely agree with that. Connor. Yeah, no, Jesus never said that, uh, following him was going to be easy and living that life, uh, was going to be a breeze i mean the all of the initial apostles with the exception of john were all executed uh in various ways that range from horrible to absolutely horrible um but i think speaking of things that are not easy uh how did it come about for you to start girls gone right yes so that's a really good question (laughs) i love this one i love it um so yeah i just like honestly like one day i'm like I've had enough of this COVID crap. Like the, my liberal friends are posting on their story that we should all be masks. Like, and I was like infuriated. Like I, there's like, I'm very, like, I love working out like very health and fitness oriented. Like I am like very careful about like what I put into my body because like, obviously like, as I'm I, drinking I, a soda over here, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just like very conscious of like what goes into my body. I love to work out, but like, I also just like, I'm holistic. Like, I think that's like one of the main things that like really pushed me to conservatism too, because like the COVID vaccine started, I was like, wait, 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 I am like holistic. Like I work so hard to be healthy. I'm not going to, I don't need a vaccine. Um, so like when this all started, like that really just pushed my button. Like I was like, I'm like, you know what? Like I am Christian, but like, I also just like, this is it. Like I, I'm not doing this anymore. So like, I like popped off on my stories. I'm like, I'm going to lose friends, but like, so be it. There's the door. Um, and like, I, I did like lose like a significant amount of friends. And like, I'm like, wow, like, um, that goes, there it goes. Like I lost a few best friends and I'm like, that, that was like unfortunate. Um, but I was like, there's gotta be like, there were some people too that were like, you know what? Like, I'm so glad you said something. Cause like, I'm scared and I don't know if I want to say anything. Mm. And, but like, I'm glad you did it. And I'm like, okay. Like, so there's others out there. It's not just me. Um, like maybe like, I'll just find some conservative friends in Charlotte. Um, so like I started this page and just like started following some people in Charlotte that I'm like, Oh, I hope maybe they're conservative and like, I'll follow them. And like, kind of just like did the weird type of following things. So I'm like, Ooh, like, I'm going to click, like, follow them, and they're going to see Girls Gone Right, follow them, like, some conservative thing, and, like, hopefully they're not going to be angry about it. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, kind of, like, started following some people, and, like, honestly, like, a lot of, like, I met people, and they had friends of friends. They're like, oh, I have some friends that are conservatives, and, like, we're going to do, like, a meetup, and, like, I'll tell my conservative friends to come. So it was, like, this, like, crazy thing, because, like, we would all start to show up, and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm nervous, because, like, no one knows I'm conservative. So it's just, like, this crazy thing, like, we felt so, like, I don't know, like we were like closeted, like people were like, going to banish us. And like, it was just so weird. Cause I'm like, we will get judgment for this, but I'm like, there's so many of us out there. And like, 
if we can all like I our first meetup it was just like the most refreshing thing ever I'm like these girls like are like so passionate about passionate about like standing up for the truth and like it just felt so good to like have a friendship that was like they valued like they saw me and like they weren't going to judge me for what I believed in and like that was like I mean I have friends that don't believe in the same thing as me but like and like if they if I speak my belief and they accept that that's fine but like I've had some friends that are just like if you believe that, then I don't want to be your friend anymore. I'm like, what, what is that? That's so crazy that like, you just can't accept me for who I am. So like, it was really nice to just like be able to like meet these friends. So yeah, it kind of just like grew and grew. Um, and like, after just like doing like, I'm like, well, I'm going to do a podcast. Like if you guys don't want me speaking my truth on my stories and you're going to like roast me on the internet for this, then cool. Like we'll put it on a podcast and you can listen to it there. <laughs> so, so we just like went all out with it. And like, honestly, like I've, the friends that I've lost, I think Girls Gone Right anniversary was last month. So it was like one year of doing it. Um, but like I've, the amount of friends that I've lost, I've gained double and like actually amazing friends that like want to see me succeed and like believe what I believe. And it's just, it's very significant change. Um, but it was just, yeah, basically I just like wanted to find some conservative friends. Well, I'm like, hey guys, like I lost some friends from saying what <laughs> I on the internet. And a lot of people don't like me right now. <laughs> um so, but it was just like really refreshing to see that there was just people that saw me and they understood me and like, they just like needed a place to go to believe in that too. Mm -hmm. So what was it, what was it like getting, finally getting set up with the podcast? I mean, you obviously, I think you came across Anchor, same we did to, yeah. to distribute podcasts. And then yeah. uh, your first couple of episodes, I know you had some, I, I'm guessing some local guests or people that you knew personally in your life. And then you grabbed CEO of Getter and, yeah. and a couple other people. So what was it like reaching out um, at the time and trying to trying to bring those people in and get them on a podcast that you had literally just started? Yeah. So like that, honestly, like the, those days of my life, like those few months were probably like the most stressful months of my life because I didn't know how to run a podcast. I'm like, I don't know what I'm even doing. Like I, the first one, like I remember like I was up, like I would work full time. And then like after work, I would like try to record these podcasts. I don't know how to edit. I didn't know the software systems. Like I was still trial and error phase. So it was like very tiring and like but I'm like I, I believe in like I I know I just like knew in my heart like also like God was just like calling me to do this so I'm like I know that like this is like what I'm supposed to be doing so like if I don't get a lot of sleep this time of my life like I guess it's fine like I'll figure it out but like I just knew it was like something that I was supposed to be doing and pursuing so like I just kept doing it um reaching out to people uh I think like I honestly just like got connected with like a lot of great people in Charlotte um and then also I think I also just like entered it at the right time because this getter like started following me or something that like, do you want the CEO to come speak on your podcast? And I was like, I don't even know how to podcast. Like when I taught, I was like, so scared. I was like, this can't be real. This has, this has to be a fake message. Like from the CEO of getter, like, this can't be real. And I was like freaking out and it was like real. And I'm they're like, can you do like this week? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I like was using like some computer at the time that like wouldn't download something. So I literally went and just bought like a new MacBook that day. I was like, I'm getting this guest on. Like, we're going to just like figure it all out. Like had to get a new computer, had to figure out new software, had to figure out how to edit and like act professional. Cause I'm like, I've never had like a real guest like that on my podcast. So to like set it up virtually and like make sure everything was seamless. Cause I'm like, this is like the CEO getter. Like I can't make him seem like I don't know how to podcast. This is even though it's my third one, like very nervous. I think it was like <laughs> dripping in sweat. Like it was the most horrifying thing that I've ever done. And I'm like, after that, I'm like, wow, we did it. I hope it recorded. Like who knows? <laughs> um, that, that was like so brutal. Like it was just like, it wasn't brutal. I was like so grateful for it. And like, I think that like 
it was very intimidating but like it definitely like made me I'm like I now I gotta like see who I can get next and like who else can we have like come and talk on this podcast and like so that was just like really like a really cool drive um now I'm like working in like the the whole I guess like what I was doing for myself like I get to do that every day for my company now so I've been like taking a little break for girls from girls gone right and doing the interviewing thing Mm -hmm. um but like I do miss it because it was like incredible to just like be able to sit down with people and like give people like I guess like spread this information and like share people's stories it was so so cool and I really really did love it you learn a lot too don't you Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Like this is like, first of all, I know how to edit audio and like everything like that, which I never thought that I would, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. But like, now I know how to do YouTube. I know how to do it all, which is like, it was an incredible, like character building moment. Um, but yeah, just like, also just like, I grew in a lot of ways that I never thought I would. Yeah. Um, and, and on that note with girls gone, right. I, I did notice that you've kind of added kind of, I don't know how to tell me how you'd put like a new chapter or something. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we have a new co-host, my friend, Rachel. I actually met her at a young Mecklenburg meet or young Republican meetup in Mecklenburg. Um, So I met her at my first meetup. Like I was like, okay, like conservative. She was new to the area. Um, So we just like, ever since then, we're like, we hit it off so well. Um, We've been friends for like, uh, I I guess it's not even been a year yet, but like we hit it off so well. And like, she is just like, so she's like very similar, like so strong in her conservative values. Like she, like she just has the drive to make a difference. Like she's been going to these meetings, like with no, no, like angle, just like she wants to make a difference locally, which like was like, I'm like, this is like great. Like I want this at Girls Gone Right. And like, also like, I'm not in Charlotte anymore. So like my plan is eventually I want to do like a Girls Gone Right type thing in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I'm like, I need someone to like hold down the fort in Charlotte because we have so many great girls following that. Um, so Rachel is our new co-host. So she's going to be like, therefore on out co-hosting um episodes with me so i'm really excited like she's gonna be my other half on this so i'm really excited for that that is the next chapter um i like paused it for a while because with my new job i'm like i don't know if i'm actually going to be able to pursue this podcast but thankfully uh my company is letting me pursue it um and i'm really excited because it's just like it's something that i really really love and like being in it every day like you think that you get tired of it um but like i come home from work and i'm like wow like that was actually like I feel great. And like, I feel like I know so much more. So I'm really excited to just like pour that right into the podcast. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, hopefully we get to meet Rachel sometime soon. Yeah. I don't know when, but we yes. got to We got to talk we'll do to it. her too. Yeah. yeah, no, that would be so fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just really happy for you. And it looks like you've you've kind of had a little bit of a journey and the way that girls gone right has grown and kind of how we even ran into it in the first place. Um, it just <laughs> yeah. goes to show weird interactions can lead to some fun stuff. Uh, yeah. You can lead to, to more podcasting and, and more fun. So yeah. Connor, yeah. you got anything? Yeah, no, I think I have, I had quite a few questions and I think Peyton answered quite a few on her own without me having to ask, but uh no i think i I think i think that's still just one of the funniest things is to run into you and just like oh yeah our my podcast drops tomorrow our drops the days after (laughs) honestly it's like a divine yeah it was a divine appointment and like i meeting you guys like has been incredible because like we've got to like watch each other's journeys which has just Mm -hmm. been truly amazing so i'm like so it's also just like amazing to have people like in your circle that especially like we're like doing the like similar things and podcasting so it's like really nice to be able to have that community yeah, I guess we could talk a little bit about the the podcasting world because that's kind of 
that's an interesting media. There's not very many people that I talk to now that don't listen to a podcast at some point in their day, whether they're commuting for work or they're doing the dishes or the laundry, or for those of you who can multitask, you can work at the same time and listen to something and actually understand. That is me understand yeah. one thing and accomplish tasks in the both. I can't. So <laughs> I have to either listen or I have to do. So I have to sit in silence, unfortunately. But uh, podcasting as a media avenue has been really interesting to watch just kind of take off in like every genre possible. It's not all political. You can go from yeah. historical podcasts to scary stories to sci-fi stories. They've got like, I even just for the heck of it, listened to a, a Dungeon and Dragons uh one where they're just like playing out their characters and yeah, they create this whole like story and they had somebody doing sound effects and everything for the characters and the events that were going on. So they turned it into a whole show basically. And it was fairly entertaining. I mean, it kind of depended on the players, but uh, what, what has that been like? Uh, like how aware of you, how aware were you of the podcast world before versus now? Yeah. So like, I will say that like prior to like starting a podcast, like I listened to like some here and there, like if there was something that like, I really wanted to hear, like um, Bianca Spranko's like some, she's like a, a po- she does poetry. So like she would like speak her poetry on a podcast and like, I would just like do it on a walk. So like, I wasn't like super into it. Um, like, I mean, I followed like with some political podcasts and like, there was like, I loved Candace Owens. So like, there were some things that like I specifically sought out, but like, I wasn't like super into it. I didn't have so much knowledge about it. Um, and like now I have like such a great appreciation for it. I also think it's like super similar to like, we don't really have radio stations anymore. So like, that's like what a radio station would be. It's now podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, now I'm like so deep into everything. Like I do love podcasts, like definitely, like, especially going onto Spotify and just like finding one for like a walk. Like I love that. I do listen to like political podcasts all, all day. So like, I'm like, I need something like better for like my leash. I can't do this all day. Like it's probably going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You um, work in it and then you go home and you do girls gone right. So, probably yeah, so, so I'm like, I need something like different. So like I do Ted talk podcasts and basically mm-hmm. it's just like a Ted talk that I take away like the, the visual and just like put it in audio. Um, and like, I'm just like, I'm also just such a nerd. So like, I like to like learn things like every, like every second of the day, I'm like, I just want to learn something. Like it's, it's great. So I do love Ted talk podcast, highly recommend it. It's like 15 minutes. Like it's perfect for like a walk or a car ride. And then I like leave and I'm like, wow, I just learned something so deep and incredible. That's do you guys have favorite podcast? Oh, uh, wait, what'd you say? Sorry. Do you have favorite I, podcast? I interrupted you. That's okay. What's your favorite podcast? I, uh, I, I've, it's, I'm a little torn because I, I started off with Ben Shapiro like when I was in college. Like that's how I got into politics was through Ben Shapiro, and that was back when being partially libertarian was cool as a conservative. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever knew about that phase, but Ben Shapiro kind of started that a little bit. Um, but then I think it. Then I've kind of gone back and forth with uh, with Michael Knowles, Ali Beth Stuckey. Yeah. Um, I also really like her because um, she's really biblically grounded and she does a great job with politics. Um, yeah, I like her. I like her quite a bit. Uh, Connor, I, I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna see if I can guess Connor's. Um, Tim Cast. I feel like Tim Cast is one of them. Uh, right? Tim Cast would be up there. Uh, favorite currently is it's probably been and, and will be Rogan for a long time. Just yeah, oh, I, I love Rogan. It, it really depends on the guests he gets. I'm not yeah. always that interested in certain ones, but he gets some really interesting people on there yeah. that has led me to, to other podcasts uh, from Jordan Peterson to um, 
uh, Brett Weinstein and his wife have a have a podcast as well. Um, but my first one, I think, was actually Aaron Mankey's Lore, which was just kind of like, I don't know, supernatural or creepy tales from history. Like he, you know, they do all the research and talk about. It. And I think that was my very first introduction to a podcast that eventually led me into a bunch of others, and then eventually making one. Um, but yeah, Rogan, Rogan's probably the one I listen to the most frequently, uh, if not Jordan Peterson. Awesome. Yeah. I love both of those. They're both incredible. Jordan Peterson. I feel like a thousand times smarter after listening to one. <laughs> He's helped me. Well, he also makes you feel dumber because you're just like, yeah, wow, <laughs> why didn't I, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I come I to that like, conclusion? <laughs> I know. And, and he just kind of seems like he just kind of wanders there too, which is kind of oh, funny. Yeah. He's got this funny little Canadian accent too. That's great. Um, I don't know as we were talking about podcasts I just thought it was interesting because I feel like everyone kind of started a podcast and I remember I'll never forget this when Connor and I started like someone kind of made fun of us for it um, and I was like I was like you know what screw you (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) see if we can do this um, and take it all the way and I think I kind of give Connor a lot of props because it's really hard I did not realize because I handle more of the front end. Mm-hmm. Connor is more on the back end. Um, yeah. That's how it works for us. Um, so he like all the stuff with audio. You know, I was blessed where oh, Connor has learned you. a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of work. Um, so like a lot of people start podcasts, but uh, it can be kind of hard to to make it float and we're still in that process of making it float but I Mm -hmm. feel like even like every single step that we've made forward has been exciting and hopeful and we know that we've learned you know something new and kind of also a good this might be maybe the most vulgar I ever get on a podcast but just like a little bit of a screw you type situation um to anyone who's like you know you're just gonna be just a lame podcast we we hope that's that's not the case uh, for us and and obviously like for you as well like because you just yeah. kind of went hard for it and you're like screw it yeah. I don't care and it was I love sick. that I love that about you so much <laughs> thank you honestly you guys too I think that's like such a great attitude to have like I mean honestly I started a podcast and yeah I did get made fun of a lot like my I think I had some friends like they definitely talked bad about me behind like obviously not good friends but they'd be like that's so lame that she's starting a podcast and I'm like mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see who's really going to end up lame here. So I'm like, I'm, that drives me too. But I'm just like, it, it is it is really hard. And like, I think like a lot of people start podcasts, but they don't realize like the work that goes into it. And like, yes, I like probably lost my mind for a few months there. I'm like, this is like, some, like something would happen, like a technology error. And I hate technology. And I'm like, <laughs> and what do I do about that? Like, I have no idea what to do. So it was that, like every mistake I made, like I learned something. I never made that mistake twice. Like it was always progress. It was always like the next one's going to be better. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely like I pushed and pushed and like I like eventually got to where it is. And it was like, it's definitely a process. I learned so much and like it was it was really and I think just like also like the people telling you that like oh that's so dumb that she's starting a podcast like if you can prove them wrong I'm always about that like prove them wrong the people that tell you that you can't do something do it even harder like go like the people that are just like oh like you're not gonna do great at it like do it and be the best one out there like that is like the biggest f you (laughs) and yeah (laughs) it's like I'm sure that go ahead no, go ahead. Go on. Uh, the people that are just like out there, like to, the people that said that you couldn't do it are just out there watching this now and they're like, she did it. <laughs> so 
Well, I think for all the for all the people that that gave you a hard time and uh, left you, and uh, you know, I think I think that's exactly what you're doing right now. And I think again, it's won't make it a, a Meghan Markle podcast where we give you a bunch of compliments for no reason. I, oh I did have the pleasure. <laughs> I did have the pleasure of uh, listening to one episode that was rough. Um, <laughs> But I would say truly, like, you have a very fiery spirit, uh, and it does itself well uh, in in podcasting, um, in this new job that you're in. And, I mean, it's just been really fun talking to you, um, Connor. Yeah, no, uh, I think the, uh, the screw you or F you attitude definitely had to come into a play because... I mean, any podcast, but I feel like especially the political podcasts, it was just kind of like, oh, you're going to do that. Like we we probably would prefer you do something where you talk about movies or, or anime or backgammon. I don't know. It's just something, yeah. anything. Backgammon. Yeah, I bet you there's a. I bet you there's a podcast on it. Um, and I think coming into it, just also, I kind of had to treat it. I know at one point I had to think of it like, uh, whenever just applying for a job, kind of like you did for Daily Wire. It's like, all right, well, I'm gonna apply for it. Yeah, there's like 200 other people going for it. Yeah. And worst case scenario, I'm still in the same boat that I am now. So, you know best case scenario i get the job and i get to go and it's kind of the, kind of the way i think i approach the podcast it was worst case it fails we get a few episodes out or a few dozen don't like it and we end it sell off the gear you know it was a good experience good learning experience and that's about it yeah um, i love but, that attitude yeah you just kind of have to have it with this some of this stuff and you can't think out every little issue you kind of have to dive in head first and uh make those mistakes. And like you said, fix them, try to try to not make those mistakes again. Jordan and I have uh, made plenty and I've spent hours trying to fix them. And, uh, we've seen some of my mistakes as well. Um, (laughs) We've both done our research to try and correct those things on, on, uh, both ends, but yeah, no, I think, I think getting to, to talk with you and listen to your podcast journey and, uh, knowing that we started out literally at the same time is that's just been really fun to, to watch it, uh, to watch it progress. Yeah, and same for you guys. Really looking forward to seeing where else uh, Girls Gone Right gets to go, especially if you as you start popping up in other cities. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. We, we want to be in some some cities and just like honestly, girl, can bring in those conservative girls together because like honestly, girls girls get things done. It's incredible. They oh, do. Yeah. We we need we need a men gone right at some point. Something like that. That's what yeah. we need. We need Make, those. We need those men too. A guy's but, gone right. A guy's, guy's gone right. Guy's gone right. right. Ooh, that you have to get a guy for that you got to get a you got to get a real good yeah. guy for that yeah. uh, but where can where can people find you uh if they if they want to follow what you're doing um yes you can just go to uh girls gone right <laughs> on instagram um and the funny thing is when people type that in when you say girls gone there's some crazy things that come on instagram and the internet so i'm like girls gone right like i learned that like i went to a conference and like was giving people my handle and i never thought about that until that moment like some old lady was typing in girls gone i was like no no no, right like oh my gosh there's something <laughs> and i'm like well now we know so girls gone right just that there you Perfect. go well, I think. Do you want me to do the outro, Connor? Am I allowed to do the outro? Or We're do you, in the you outro like right I, now, Jordan. Actually, <laughs> you don't. He doesn't like it when I do the outro. Uh, but what there you the have outro? it, folks. What? Yeah, thank you, Peyton. Gosh, 
don't let that misogyny get in the way, Connor. Anyway, thank you so much uh, for listening to this episode of Resident Skeptics. You need to go listen uh, to Peyton's podcast, Girls Gone Right, and follow her um, on Instagram because she's always posting really great things. And her visuals are also fantastic. We got to figure out how to do that. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think that's it, Connor. That uh, See, I feel discouraged now. I don't, I don't want to continue. That's Short and it. sweet. I that's love it. I <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.